Hello and welcome to the Fiercely Awakening Podcast. My name is Dr. Tanya Holcomb, and I'm on a mission to normalize naturopathy in big, bold ways. I want you to see the world through my eyes, where extraordinary health and massive upgrades in life are always available to you. You'll be inspired to trust your body's wisdom to heal, motivated to claim your next upgrade in health and life, release what no longer serves you, and pursue what you truly desire. If you seek truth, you are on the freedom path to your greatest potential. You are Fiercely Awakening. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fiercely Awakening podcast. So let's talk about self-sabotaging, shall we? Because it's inevitable. It's part of this process. And so there's two different versions of this. There's probably more, but for the sake of this conversation, there's two different versions. There's either the person who has no clue that they are self-sabotaging on the daily or the, the, there is the person who is fiercely awakening and stepping out of their self-sabotaging patterns, but also not realizing when it's sneaking in or not realizing the benefit of it sneaking in. The thing about self-sabotaging is, of course, when we are waking up to our power, we are stepping into this role of claiming responsibility for our life, which means we are willing to turn over those rocks that we previously didn't even see. But on the journey, there's more rocks. There's always going to be more rocks to look under because this is a truly a healing process. But the beautiful thing about self-sabotaging is that this is how your subconscious mind will try to communicate with you. And so within our self-sabotaging behaviors, there can be incredible wisdom. It can tell us about our past trauma and it can also tell us what we really need. Ultimately, when we are in self-sabotaging patterns, we have to have that awareness. If we don't have the awareness, then we are sitting next to our power and not in it. So we want to have the awareness so that way we can have that compassion for our self-sabotaging behavior and also really leverage that information to move ourselves forward. So again, whether you are in a major self-sabotaging cycle or not, ultimately any form of self-sabotaging will tell us more about ourselves, more about where we are on our journey. Now, if we haven't done the work, then it's likely that we are stuck in a pattern of self-sabotaging and how we know this is when we focus on more of what we don't want than what we do want. So let's just check ourselves right now. How often are you focusing on what you don't want? Because if you're focusing on what you don't want 60% of the day, this is a chronic form of self-sabotage. So if you find like you are focusing on what you do want and you are moving in the direction and it just comes up up every now and then, cool, we're going to break that down. But there's some other ways that it can show up and there's so many ways, but just 
you know, like it can show up in, as resistance. It can show up as procrastination. It can show up as resentment. You know, there's so many different ways, but like the sneaky ways that it can show up is, you know, over caring, over worrying, over giving, you know, these ways. It can also be something as simple as like blindly chasing and crushing our goals without stopping to ask ourselves why. So being disconnected from that purpose, being disconnected from that alignment. And when I say being disconnected from our alignment, it's like we really haven't set the goalpost for alignment. So therefore we're just running without any real sense of direction. It can also look like waiting for your dream life to drop in, waiting for someone to rescue you, waiting for someone to save you, like waiting for that thing to come along and be the thing of all things. Like it's like waiting to win the lottery. So again, so many sneaky ways, but the big, big takeaway right here is like, if you are feeling totally stuck, this is ultimately a form of self-sabotage. So even if you don't like being stuck, which I can imagine you probably don't if that's you, just have that awareness of your brain because the reason why you are stuck, even if you don't like the feeling of being stuck, is that your brain has identified and has coding that being stuck is safer. So your brain will work against you, against your truth to stay stuck. And this is where you have to overcome this with that awareness of like, oh, this is my brain keeping me stuck. And my way to overcome this is to take baby steps that are in alignment to where I want to go. It's never about having the whole download of how this is going to happen. You know, I was on a vitalized call on Tuesday and we were workshopping through you know, like really checking in with our subconscious on different goals, different intentions. And we were checking in with different parts of of our subconscious. I really wanted them to see a different aspect of how we can tap into the subconscious for truth. But as I was writing down my intention, one of the first things that kicked up was how are you going to pull that off? Okay. I have been doing this now for years. And that is still going to be my ego's knee-jerk reaction when I am laying down bold goals is like, who do you think you are? How do you think you're going to pull it off? The difference is I know that's not truth. I know that's ego. It's not the truth of all truths. It's just my human chatter. That's my fear of not wanting to get disappointed. I don't breathe life into that knee-jerk reaction. I say like, oh, there's that knee-jerk reaction. Okay, apparently this is going to be something big if already that's coming through. But what's my next step? It, it actually almost gives me butterflies that I'm on the right track because I know that I'm stretching myself. So I want to talk about a few different ways that on the daily, this self-sabotaging pattern can come up. The first one is when we automatically believe what we think and feel is true. 
So this is where we have to be willing to discern. And ultimately, if we automatically believe what we think and feel is truth, then we are living victim to our life and we're not in our power. Because from this place, we're not co-creating what we want. We are actually co-creating more of what we don't want. When we're in this pattern, this pattern will tell us that we're far more comfortable with, with worry. Like being worried about things feels safer than being at peace. And so if every thought and feeling we accept as true, then we're literally constantly playing whack-a-mole with our life. And it's so hard to move the needle forward. So we have to have that discernment. Is this true or is this just a story I'm telling myself? I was reading this book. So when Bryce was little, I did a book club and we were getting book shipments in the mail. And so now I have this incredible library that's perfect, you know, for kids growing up. Well, I have one child and so I have all these beautiful books. And so I'm like, you know, I need to spend, you know, I need to be reading these books to my niece. And so I've been intentionally when I know I'm going to be seeing her, which is most weekends, bringing a couple of these books with me. She normally lets me bless her with taking her down for her nap, which I just love so much. And so I'm like, I'm going to be bringing some of these books, you know, that I have from Bryce's library to read to her and share uh, this with her. And so one of these books that I grabbed was called What If Pig? And it's a story about this pig who everybody loves and he decides to throw a party. And so as he's deciding to throw the party, like every single worry that you could possibly imagine comes up and he literally starts thinking the worst thoughts about everything. Like who's going to want to come? Like, is the food going to be good? Like, you know, do they even like me? Like all these thoughts. So then he decides like, I'm just going to cancel the party. I'm just going to tell everybody I'm sick because I just can't move forward with this. And so anyway, they end up surprising the pig with the party. And then at the party, there's little bubbles around all the little critters that share their worry. Like, does this look okay on me? You know, am I talking too loud? Like all these little thoughts that are coming through. And so it really emphasized this part of it of where we're not discerning like the truth. It's easy for us to have a doubting thought. It's easy for us to have a fear-based thought. It's easy for us to talk ourselves out of something that we actually want to do. And at the end of the day, we can create a massive story that has zero truth to it. We want to get grounded. We want to find our truth. We want to check ourselves. Like, is this actually what I want to think? Is this what I want to feel right now? And if there are any of those ick feelings, we need to process them. So this is allowing ourselves to lead our lives from a place of how we want to feel. And ultimately, this is putting ourselves back in the driver's seat. It takes practice. This isn't something that you just snap your fingers and then now you have the download to live your life this way. 
It's literally an ongoing practice where you are really paying careful attention to your thoughts of like, is this truth or BS? Is this more BS? Is this feeding the BS that I was already, you know, the BS that was already there? So that's one. Two, this is another one that comes up a lot on this journey. It's like choosing foods or choosing habits that we know are low vibration. In other words, we're choosing foods or we're choosing, you know, sedentary lifestyles and we're choosing, you know, habits that we know don't serve us. So we continue to do the same thing even though we don't want to do them. So ultimately, <clears throat> we want to check ourselves. If I'm resisting movement, what's really there? If I'm resisting nourishing my body, why? What's there? We want to get curious with this pattern. It doesn't mean like, oh, there I go again, because ultimately, if we start judging ourselves, that's another layer of self-sabotage. If we start bullying ourselves, that's another layer of self-sabotage. So already we have the pattern where we want to do better with our food, with our movement, with whatever healthy habit, and we're not doing it. So let's get curious. Like, are we too stressed? Are we not giving ourselves enough rest or enough nourishment? Is our mind winning every single conversation and convincing us of lies? Like there's not enough time, there's not enough energy, or what does it really matter? Or is it because like you're actually craving something else? Like this isn't even what you're craving right now. You're actually craving some other forms of pleasure or some other forms of self-care. I know there was one time, like this was like 2017 and I found myself in a pattern of like eating like kid food, you know, like I was like wanting like mac and cheese and pizza and like, you know, just like I wanted all these kid foods. And I had a call with my coach at the time and with a quick check-in, like I just literally got grounded, checked in, like got curious. And what I found that I was truly craving was more family time, more time with my family. And so it wasn't even about the food. It was about the, what the food reminded me of. And so this is where we just get curious and we ask the question. And when we do that, we can disrupt this form of self-sabotage. If you're doing something that you don't want to do, there's wisdom in that. There's a message from your subconscious to you about why you're doing that. And so we got to take a pause. We got to check in to get the message. And one of the most effortless places to get the download is to go sit by a tree, to go sit in nature, to anywhere in nature sit on the grass. Like if you just sit in nature for a minute and take your journal and ask the question, what's really going on? The answer is available to you. So another one is just like mindlessly scrolling social media. So if this is your pattern and you find yourself like every time that you're doing it, you're like, ugh you feel your vibration weakening, 
this is because this is such an accessible and addicting form of numbing out. And it's also a really easy way to procrastinate. So if once on social media, you don't feel inspired, you don't feel like chill or relaxed or, you know, ready to rock and roll, then it's working against you, not for you. So we need to take a break and we need to check in. What am I avoiding? What, where, what am I supposed to be doing right now that's in alignment to where I want to go that I'm avoiding or I'm procrastinating by mindlessly scrolling? I know for me that mindlessly scrolling is a vibration, like it weakens my vibration. I can feel that because I'm like, oh, like I was just like, it's almost like wasting time. You know, I got things to do. I got people to say, I got places to go. And so I love social media. I love checking in on my groups. I love seeing their progress or updates. I love chatting with people, but I use it the best that I can intentionally. And if I am in an off place and I'm just scrolling, then there's something there for me. Like there's a need that I have or there's something that I am avoiding. And so this is an offering of like, hey, what's going on? What's here? Now, this last one is a big one. And this is when you act like your own bully. So again, I don't expect you to be acting like your own bully every single day, but this is something that is a form of self-sabotage that can absolutely sneak up on you, especially when you're more vulnerable. And when I say more vulnerable, it's like you're lacking sleep, you're just exhausted, maybe you're going to start your period and you're, you know, you're working through hormonal stuff, you don't have enough progesterone you just received some frustrating news, it's been a frustrating day, you haven't processed that frustration, okay, you feel stressed, you feel under pressure. This is all the things that can compound and create what I like to call like a vulnerability gap where your human self takes over. And so ultimately what we do is we get so mean to ourselves, in an effort to, it's like, if I can get mean to myself, then there's nothing that anybody else can say that could be meaner than this. And so if I'll just do it and then, you know, there's nothing anybody else could say that would make me feel worse than I'm making myself feel. <laughs> okay. So in other words, like we do this in an effort to like, judge ourselves, reject ourselves, do all the things that we know would be so hurtful if somebody else did it to us, but it's like we're just going to like take care of it now and just do it to ourselves. So if you're mean to yourself, then what could anybody say to you that would compare to how mean you could be to yourself? All right, so this is like where we go into a you suck you suck tantrum or you are so fat you are so ugly you are so this like we really like beat ourselves up from a body image standpoint 
or you're such a loser. So it's like, you suck, you're a loser. Like we just beat ourselves up. We go into this full bully mode. Now, 10 years ago, this, when these like attacks for lack of a better word would happen, I I would imagine that this chatter would probably happen in my brain for weeks. You know, when you play back the conversation, you play back the scenario, you play back the thing that's twisted in your mind and you just play it back and you play it back. And every time you play it back, it intensifies. Like we can make things so much worse. If you find yourself like having these thoughts on the daily, this is absolutely a form of stuckness. If you find yourself where this happens every now and then again, you still want to check in and find the wisdom. We're still looking to create space between these forms of self-sabotage. I want you just to like pay attention. Now, this is where journaling can be so phenomenal because our journaling is going to tell us the truth. Our journaling is going to remind us of what we forgot. And so for me, I'm not journaling every single day right now, but I absolutely turn to my journal to process decisions, to check in with myself, my truth, and also when I'm having a hard time and I need to process some of the feelings that I might be having. And so I noticed a theme that like every four, five, six months, I might have this like loser moment, you know, this thing that just tips me off and I just feel this crushing weight of like, I am an epic failure. That's another way of thinking about it. And so again, I have the awareness and I want to make sure you have the awareness too that this isn't truth. This isn't truth. This is just our human, our ego saying, woo, you're getting a little bit too far out there for what I'm comfortable for. It's literally a signpost that says, hey, you're growing, you're stretching, you're becoming, you're blossoming, and I'm not really comfortable with this, so I'm going to try to slam you back down. I'm going to try to make you small again. Recently, I had this happen, and it completely caught me off guard, which I think that's probably always going to be the case. It's like, I didn't see that coming. I was having a totally fine day. And I was so excited. I was feeling so excited because I was talking about something that I hadn't talked about before. And I was just like, just so like geeked up to like share this message with people. And like a half hour before the event started, I get this text message and it's a super heavy, uh, disturbing, sad text message. There's just a lot of weight to it. And I decided in that moment, like, I don't have time for this right now. I will get to this when I get done. Okay, so that's where I made the first mistake. Now I'm, I'm trying to be in the energy of like, excited, let's do this. And that's a weight that I just added to myself. Okay, so I'm still pushing through. And then I get ready to, you know, go live and deliver the content and there is this tech issue. And it's a repeated tech issue that it, it continues to happen. And every time that I think I have it figured out or it's, you know, no longer an issue or whatever, it's like, ah, here it is again. And so I was frustrated. I was frustrated that I was dealing with this once again. I, 
you know, went, got through it, got live. And the whole time that I'm delivering the presentation, I can feel that my energy is off. I can feel the heaviness of the text message and I can feel the lingering of the pressure and the frustration. And so essentially through that time of me pushing through and me feeling like my energy is off, my human self is grabbing the reins and it is like starting to yap in my ear. And, you know, as we've talked about so many times, it's like when those emotions get high, the intelligence drops. And so instead of me dealing with it right then and there, I, it's like, it's hap, it's like, it's happening. You know, it's like the ego is taking over and it's yapping and it's just making me feel, it's like working to make me feel worse. And like, even though like, I know it's not true, it's still happening. At the end of the session, my human self was like, just, you know, ready to let it loose. And I just was like, you know what? Let's hear it. What do you got to say to me? I just was like, give it to me. Okay. Like, obviously, little ego is on a roll here. So just tell me all the things. And it was really astounding how much negativity came pouring out of that ego voice. I mean, it was just like, boom, 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 like you suck, (laughs) like over and over again in different ways. And again, I knew it wasn't true. It's not my truth. I understood that this was uh, part of an upgrade, but it still doesn't feel good. You know, it still doesn't feel good while this is happening. And so I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I'm on top of the world. I felt like this like ick, like this feeling of, ugh, you know, after it was all said and done, I felt like I had a lot to process. And so I was actually in bed and I was like, gosh, I feel like I just need to like go hit some pillows, like go smash something. Like I can feel like I have a lot of emotions to process. Like after having ego just like lay it out, even though I know it's not truth, I still have feelings that I want to shift out of. I was like, well, I really don't feel like getting out of bed right now. Like I'm pretty tired. And so it was actually really cool because what I ended up doing was processing this rage, this anger, this frustration in my mind's eye. So I literally saw myself, um, you know, like hitting, like, like taking a pillow and just beating the pillow, um, smashing stuff, lighting stuff on fire. And as I did that, I reached a place of feeling peace. I felt complete peace. And it was so powerful because I was able to process this frustration in my mind's eye. And like, I knew that was possible, but it was just like after listening to the ego throw a tantrum and being exhausted already, like it was so powerful to like process it. And it actually did not take that much time. And then to go to bed feeling that complete peace. 
So we can do so much in our mind's eye and we know that our feelings are our compass and when we are in control, we can tap into what we want to feel all the time. So just keep that in mind. Like you don't have to have the perfect setup to process your feelings, right? It's like you can process even these bigger emotions in your mind's eye. So when it was done, again, I felt fine. The bully was gone. The rage was gone. The anger was gone. I was at peace. I was fine. Everything was fine. In fact, it was perfect. And I woke up the next day, like feeling so at peace. And I also, um, you know how I said, like, I felt like my energy was so off. And then with that feeling of my energy being off, like my ego was just like, oh my gosh, like you, you know, this is terrible. You know, like this is so terrible. And, uh, the next morning I woke up to so many messages from people saying like, oh my gosh, that was exactly what I needed. Thank you so much. You know, it was just, it was just funny because that's just how our minds work. Our minds are going to beat us up, are going to tell us these ugly truths, and it's always going to happen. That's never going to go away. Our mind is going to find a moment of weakness and it's going to be like, blah, 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 blah. And you have to have the awareness of like, that's not true. I know it's not true, but why don't you just tell me what you're going to say? Like, let's hear what you got to say. Because sometimes when we try to suppress it, it just keeps trickling out. It just keeps leaking out. So I was like, just give it to me. But I did have frustration and, and some anger. And, and really what the lesson was when I sat down with it is there was two things that were really upsetting to me that I did not process. And I know to process things in real time is key. But because of the pressure, I told myself I did not have time to deal with it right then. And that's what created this vulnerability gap. This is what created this this compounded effect of like, now I'm in a bit of chaos. Not true chaos, just ego chatter. And so in hindsight, when I got the text, process it, process it fully. It probably only would have taken me a minute to get to a higher truth and to find that truth. And then the tech issues, I could have taken just a minute break, regrounded, took some deep breaths, got myself back in my body, shook it off, whatever I had to do. And then I would have, there would have been no issue in my energy channel. I wouldn't have been carrying that with me. So again, it's not, it's not huge stuff. You guys, it's just, these are real life things like this. This work is about doing it in our real life. And when we are moving in our real life towards what we want, things are going to come up. No matter how seasoned you are, no matter how long you've been doing this, you're going to have moments where you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I cannot even believe that my ego is still capable of this, but it will be. And so you need to just know it's not true. And it's doing this because you are in a place of growth. You're in a place of change and it, and it would really prefer if you just stayed small. So if this is not happening at all to you ever, then I would check yourself. Are you stretching yourself? Are you going for what you want? Because certainly if I was in the same, then maybe I wouldn't have this happen in this way. The self-sabotage would manifest differently, such as staying stuck. I do know that 
with, you know, the loser type of ego chatter, this can also come up in like social settings. You know, when you're at a social event, maybe talking to new people and you might judge yourself of like, why did I say that? Or, you know, you might replay the conversation over and over again in your head of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. You know, that's another way of self-sabotage where it just tries to beat you up about something you said, or you could have said it better, or how dare you do this, all those things. And so again, you can feed that or you can be like, okay, awareness, this is a form of self-sabotage. This is not truth, but also there is wisdom here for me. So what is that? Again, for me, it was processing these feelings in real time, which I know. Um, and, but really prioritizing that. And so when we have these experiences, we now know what it feels like when we do not process feelings in real times. And so it's that extra motivation of like, you know what happened last time, so let's do it this time. The subconscious is going to, um, there's always going to be this fear of failing. There's always going to be this fear of things not working out, of not being good enough. Okay. So even though you heal this, I heal this, I've been healing my fear. I've been, you know, I've healed not being good enough. Like I've worked on these things again. It's like every new level, new upgrade, these things can come out a little bit and there's just different versions that can peak out. So if you're familiar with the emotion code, uh, you can understand, you know, it's like, first of all, when we remove emotions using the emotion code, like our intention is everything. So we could be removing an emotion with our intention on a traumatic event, but also there's just layers to removing emotions. It's like, what level are we at and what things are in the way and what do we need to remove? And when we're doing this, like I've been using emotion code for years now there's, it's not like you only remove the emotion anger once. It's not like you only work with forgiveness once. These things will continue to resurface, but they're in different frequencies because you are upgrading and you're able to shift through things so much faster. Again, we are human. Okay. So it's like, how fast can we move through things and how fast can we tap into the awareness of what is actually happening? And if we, if we try to suppress it, it's going to leak out into other things and we really need to process it. We need to process it. We need to learn the lesson and see, and see, and see what's really there. If you allow the ego chatter to win, if you believe it to be true for a second, right, you are losing. So have that awareness the whole time. It's not true, but what do you got to say? And then you can like ask yourself, like, what, like, why do I feel this way? And what is this feeling trying to tell me about the action I'm trying to take? Or is there something I need to learn? And what do I need to honor my needs right now? So if you can see your self sabotage or your self sabotaging patterns, as wisdom, as an offering, as signpost, like, hey, you're stretching yourself, you're growing, you're evolving, or hey, you have been 
you know, like it's been months and you're still in the same story. Like this is clearly not setting you free. It's time to take those baby steps, right? Intention is not enough. Intention is the first step, but it's not enough because we need to have that inspired action. You have to remember that your feelings, while are valid, are often not real. And they are not always accurate reflections of reality. They are, they are though, accurate reflections of our thoughts. Our thoughts can change our feelings. And we also have to remember with our feelings, like feelings do not inform us of our, of the right decision to make. I am in human design. I'm an emotional authority. And so this is especially true for me because when I'm on a high, it's so easy for me to be like, yes, let's do this. Um, and when I'm in a low, it's for easy, easy for me to say like, no. And so my best place of making a decision is really from that neutral place. But this is true for most people regardless, right? It's like, we want, we want the decision to create the feeling, not for the feelings to tell us what to do. This is why I run everything through a filter. I get grounded. I write down the questions, like whatever it is I need to make a decision on from the biggest thing to the smallest thing, I write it down and I check from a neutral place, clean slate, seeking truth. What do I need to know about this? And it's from making those right decisions that I expand, that I expand my capacity, that I expand my field, that I expand my ability to magnetize more of the things that I want. So when it comes to mastering our life, right, it really comes from mastering our feelings. It's going to be completely expected to have these loser moments, but we cannot give meaning or life to them. It's totally going to be expected to have this desire to numb out every now and then but you have to have the awareness of what you're doing. Self-sabotage is inevitable. Our awareness sets us free. The thoughts that we think set us free because they drive the feelings. And again, it can also be a signpost especially when it's just like dropping in, you know, it's not this chronic form of self-sabotage. It's not been going on for months. It's like this thing that drops in. It's a signpost of like, ooh, you just went, stepped outside of your comfort zone. So I know we've had conversations like this before, but I wanted to present this in a different way for it to land if it hasn't landed. I know for me, I love to explore things and and from different thought leaders work with different coaches uh you know put myself in different situations like have different perspectives because it just helps me embody it even more and so we may have talked about upper limiting you know upper limiting is a form of self-sabotage but maybe you haven't considered the voice 
that replays conversations 57 times before you go to bed as a form of self-sabotage. Maybe you haven't considered the worry for everybody as a form of self-sabotage. Okay, so this is what I want to create awareness of. A huge thing is that we need to be able to interpret the sensations that come up in our body and understand what they are trying to tell us about our life. And we do this while being in our power, not sitting next to it. And ultimately, you guys, I love breakthroughs. You know this, but this work is not about our breakthroughs. Yes, breakthroughs are amazing, but breakthroughs come only through those micro shifts. It's through our daily work, the daily steps that we take. It's like, what do you do every single day? How do you interact with your mind? How do you interact with your body? What thoughts are you choosing to think? This is going to determine the feelings that you have. And all of this will account for the quality of life and the degree of your success. And along the way, there's going to be breakthrough moments. Like I was telling the vitalized women, I'm like, it's not like you just like get the pot of gold. You know, it's like you get a golden nugget. And through that golden nugget, you, you know, there's more, you know, you're on the right path. Like it gives you that confidence. And then you continue to do the walk, to embrace the micro shifts, to expand. And then you get another one. It's like, Oh, a breakthrough. But all of those add up. And before you know it, you have created your own pot of gold through the collection of one big thing at a time. But in between is the micro shifts. So if you take one thing from this, remember that the feeling of peace is the feeling that's telling the truth. Any other feeling is not truth. So your feelings aren't here to tell you what's going to happen, okay? They're, they're not going to give you, uh, you know, this magic ball reading of what's to come. Our, we know our fear will try to scare us, will try to keep us small, will try to keep us safe. And it's that feeling of peace that will remind us that everything is okay, that we're exactly where we're supposed to be. We're doing exactly what we're meant to do. And that peace is found when we're plugged into that purposeful living, that intentional living. It's really hard to tap into peace when we know that self-sabotage is all around us. But having the awareness that this is a self-sabotaging pattern can bring us peace. That's how cool this is. It's like not even like the circumstances changing. It's just the awareness of, oh, this isn't true. None of this is true. What's truth is what do I want? Because whatever I want wants me more. That is my truth. And anything outside of that is an illusion. And of course, I'm talking about desire from truly a heart center not she has it so I'll have it too you know but that feeling of peace is the one telling you the truth the right decisions 
will bring you that feeling of peace. The ego chatter is part of the process. Your mind is the greatest trickster. It'll tell you you don't have time. It'll tell you you don't have the money. It'll tell you what's the point. It'll tell you it didn't work before. It'll tell you so many things to keep you exactly where you are. But you have to decide where do I want to go? And just know that along the way, there's going to be some self-sabotage that comes up. But if you hold the awareness through it, you'll get through it and you'll learn something more about yourself and then you'll create more space between it. You are human. You, we all have stuff in us that wants to be worked on. So as always, I would love for you to embody this conversation, to check yourself. Where are you self-sabotaging right now? What's coming through? And ask yourself, what does it really mean? What do you really need right now? And as always, if you want to talk about it, you can find me inside the Fiercely Awakening Facebook group. Bye, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved your time with me, please subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes so I can keep bringing you the good stuff. And then come say hello and be part of the conversation by joining me in our private Facebook group, Fiercely Awakening.